Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Let's take our Bibles and go to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 13 this morning. And uh, for the next few minutes, uh, <clears throat> I want to talk to you about barriers that, common barriers that keep us from success. And you become aware of these barriers and awaken to them and understand what they are and, and help you be able to navigate your life in a much better way, in a way to greater success, greater victories, and greater outcomes. Amen. And there's a lot of lessons to learn from this story that we're going to look at today, but there are a few things I, I just want to get to you today to get you stirred up, challenged, and, and encouraged, built up, and equipped um, for life, because you know the, the scripture says that Jesus came to give us life. Aren't we grateful for that? That He came to give us life and, and abundance in that life. But the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. So it's important that we live our lives with our wi- eyes wide open, right? With the understanding, and that that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this age. And so. Um, when you're aware of those kinds of things, and Paul says we're, we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. And so when you live your lives with your eyes wide open, hmm, and you're willing to take personal responsibility where it is um, required, then you can truly make your way prosperous. And you can have good success and by, by taking in and delighting in the very living Word of God. So we're going to come upon, like I said, a familiar story where the children of Israel have come out of the bondage of Egypt. Moses has led them out in great triumph, and God has been supernaturally providing for them in the wilderness uh, uh, along the way. And now they come to the land. They come to the border of the land that God has promised them. Matter of fact, 400-plus years prior, God had promised it to Abraham, the father of their faith, the father of all of our faith, But the children of Israel are about to go into the land of promise. This is what God had had told them that was theirs. It was their inheritance. And so now they've come to it, and Moses sends out some spies, 12 spies, one that represented each tribe of Israel. And so these 12 spies would go in and spy out the land and come back and give a report of it. Well, when they came back, 10 of the 12 spies had a very negative report about what they saw. So we're going to pick up in verse 30, I believe, of chapter 13. And it says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses. And Caleb's one of the spies. And said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. So what happened was that they came back, and they came back with this report, and 10 of them are saying, no, this is terrible, this is, this is not good, there are lots of issues, there are lots of problems, and we're going to lose. We're going to lose if we go in there. There's wars we're going to have to fight, there are giants in that land. And Caleb, knowing what God had promised, he and Joshua both had a whole different thought on this, a whole different mentality, a whole different belief. He says, let's go up at once. Let's not talk ourselves out of this right now. This is not the time to, to wonder and to, to reason. This is the time to go forward because God promised this to us. He promised this to us for hundreds of years, and now we're here. We're well able to overcome it. Now watch this, verse 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Wow. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report 
of the land. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. We are not able, they said, to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. The first barrier, common barrier that we see that causes success sometimes to elude us, it is that we let the fear of failure stall us. We let the fear of failure stall us. We're not able. We can't do this. They're stronger than us. There's a quote that says, take risks. If you win, you will be happy. If you lose, you will be wise. Failure is absolutely nothing to fear. You know, everything in life is a teacher. Every experience in life and failure is a teacher. And sometimes it's the best teacher. Sometimes the failure teaches you some things. One is, just a couple of things that failure teaches us. One is, failure teaches you, don't do that again. Right? You know, you let those words come out of your mouth. You wish to, as they're coming out, you're going, please come back. <laughs> Especially when you see that they hurt somebody you love. Hmm? Especially when they, they stir up strife or anger. Failure says, don't do that again. Right? Teaches you, well, I don't want to experience that again. But then failure also teaches us another lesson in life. Huh? You tried that business venture and it didn't work out? You took the test and failed it? This time, failure teaches you, try it again. Huh? Try it again. Try again. Don't stop. Keep going. Amen. The great theologian Wayne Gretzky <laughs> says you'll always miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Huh? Anybody here ever watch Wayne Gretzky on ice, play for the New York Rangers? Hey, he wasn't the fastest skater, was he? He wasn't the strongest, but he was the greatest. Hmm? He holds 60 records in the NHL. That's extraordinary. And he's the only player in NHL history to have his number retired by every team. Nobody else is going to be 99, ever. That's Gretzky's number, no matter what team you're on. The only failure the children of Israel should have feared, listen to me, and the only failure that you should fear is the failure to believe God's promise. Hmm? God's promise is your guarantee to conquer. It is the reality that he wants you to experience in this world. Amen. He's called you to conquer every enemy that you face in this life. And he has given you by his grace. Did you know what he's given you as a gift? Victory. He gives us the victory. It is a gift from God. Amen. So his promises are our guarantee to overcome any and every enemy that we face. Don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid to doubt. Amen. Amen. Let's continue. Verse 32. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. Now watch this. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Okay. All right. So they said all the people, think about this. Now these guys are going to get a bit dramatic, and they're going to exaggerate a whole lot. How many of you know that when, whenever you're trying to 
Well, we just do that. It's, it's human nature. It's human nature when we're trying to make a point. Husbands and wives, I know this never happens in your relationships. Right? You always do that. Always. Every time. Every time. Right? We have to feel like we have to exaggerate. I'm talking to the ladies more than I am the men. Exaggerate to get our point across. Right? And this is what they're about to do. This is what they're about to do. All right? And the only reason, guys, by the way, that she's doing that is because you need to listen. So she feels like you didn't hear her on a common sense level, so now she has to go dramatic so you to go, what? What are you talking about? That's what 23 years of marriage has taught me so far. One of the lessons. Am I right? Shut up, Eric. Listen to her. If you'll listen... And she won't have to do that. I finally got an amen from my wife this morning. All right. Now watch this. They say this inhabitants, the, the inhabitants of the land, or they, they devour the inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it, all of them are men of great stature. Watch. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. We were like, look, at, look how dramatic these guys get. We were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Really? Grasshoppers? It's one thing for you to say, you know, basically they were head and shoulders above us, but here's, let's just get the picture, all right? This is what they're seeing, and they're saying that's what the giants are seeing when they look at them. Men of great stature, and we are like Grasshoppers. <laughs> but when you're in fear and doubt and unbelief, it's hard to speak reasonably. He won't speak reasonably. Brings me to this next barrier that keeps us from success at times. That we think and reason more than we pray and confess the word. We think and reason more than we pray and confess the word. That's why the scripture keeps coming, keeps bringing us back. I mean, I think probably most of you have heard this. Maybe all of you have heard this scripture at one time in your life, but it rings true again and again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, Acknowledge him. If you're going to be dramatic, be dramatic and all about him. <laughs> all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. See, you have help. You have the helper, the Holy Spirit of the living God who is called our helper, who Jesus said he will guide you into all truth and he will show you things to come. Yeah. So you never live one moment of life in the dark. Yeah. He's right there. How many times? Do we just ignore this wisdom that we have in us every day and try to reason things out and try to think our way through it when we have the one who has all the answers living on the inside? Amen. That's better preaching than your amen, but I'm going to keep moving anyway. 
I mean, you're in covenant with a great, great big God. And not only is he a great big God, but this great big God is on your side every day of your life. Amen. Amen. Hey, and he takes it personally. He takes it personally. When you're challenged, he is challenged. Think about that for a moment. This is how closely knit you are to your God, that when you're being persecuted, he takes that personally and feels like he's being persecuted. I can prove it. Paul was on the road to Damascus to throw some more Christians in prison for preaching this beautiful gospel. And suddenly a light came down from heaven and Jesus spoke to him. You remember this? Spoke to him from heaven and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He didn't say, why are you persecuting my church? Why are you persecuting my people? Why are you persecuting me? Because when you're persecuting them, you're persecuting me. See, he's touched with the very feelings of your infirmities. And he was in all points tempted just like you are, yet without sin. So he has, you have a, a high priest right now in heaven who understands you have a God who gets you. He's not that far away. He gets you. He became a man. He walked this earth. He knows how you feel. He knows what you see. He knows what the, the, the things that, that you go through in this life. He's gone through it all. And he did that, not only so you could understand him, but so he could understand you in a greater way. And, and it, it, Jesus showed it to us. And God always wondered at why his people kept straying, why they kept going a, a, a away from him. Why, why, why? And they'd be led into captivity year after year, a, a decade after decade, century after century. And finally, as Jesus hung on that cross, he went into prayer for us and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They got the knowledge of good and evil, and they don't know what they're doing. See, that was one of the greatest things Jesus said on our behalf. And that's what brought great grace and mercy from God. Forgive them, Lord. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They think they know, but they don't know. But see, now you can know. Because at one time, knowledge and wisdom and all those things that were hidden from us no eye has seen and nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. At one time, that was the end of the statement. But praise God, thanks to the new covenant that was brought to us, a new and living way through Jesus Christ, it says, but now God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. Everything, all the secrets are out. The mystery is revealed. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Call on him. Call on that wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives liberally and doesn't rebuke you for it. You know what that means? God doesn't say, it's about time, dummy. He doesn't do that. You see, he doesn't act like us. <laughs> Our kids do something. What do we tell them after we told them not to do it and then they do it? I told you. Right? Especially if they got injured, you know, they're all scraped up or they're burned or something. I told you. Really? I mean, come on, mom and dad. I think they learned the lesson. See, God doesn't do that. We ask for wisdom. He just gives it liberally. Oh, God, help us to be more like you. Amen. Come on, pinch somebody next to you. I mean, give them, give them a good one. What, are, what am I doing? No, what am I doing right now? What am I doing? Oh, she says, you're hurting me. <laughs> you said you're pinching me. Pinching your arm. But you said I was pinching you. 
because it's all part of you, isn't it? He's on your side. When you're being challenged, he's being challenged. When you're persecuted, he's persecuted. All right, so don't think and reason more than you pray and confess the word. Hmm? Take it to the Lord. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Let's keep moving. Can you take a couple more minutes? All right. Uh, praise God, I like this verse. If you want to write this down, Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Thank God for his help there. Okay, back to Numbers 14. We're going to, chapter 14, now verse 1. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained, watch, against Moses and Aaron. Now they're talking about their leaders, okay? They're complaining against them. The whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt or if only we had died in this wilderness. What a bunch of babies. If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness. They're looking at the promise and they're thinking it would be better to be dead than to go get it. Huh. Third thing is, third bearer, barrier to success is we tend to blame others. Moses and Aaron, if you hadn't brought us out here, we wouldn't be in this mess. Huh? Can I remind you today, as talking to adults, nobody can make you mad. I don't care how many times you tell them you make me so mad. Hmm? That's your choice to be mad. All right? You give yourself the permission to be mad, period. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All right. Hey, and by the way, it's not the Democrats' fault. It's not the Republicans' fault. Huh? Your, your issues are not the whites' fault and the blacks' fault. Not the cops' fault. It's not your boss's fault. Boy, all the amens just went away. I don't know why. God forbid we take personal responsibility. But you have to. Yeah. Amen. If they hadn't done what they did, I wouldn't be in this situation. Hey, listen, I understand things happen, right? Things happen that are beyond our control to happen. Yeah. Right? But whether those things happen that are from people or stuff that happens, circumstances, listen, you're not responsible for what they do or don't do. You're only responsible for you. Amen. All right? And Paul says, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. All right, whatever you can do on your part. You have your whole life, you have your future to think about, and you're the one who ultimately determines your success. Amen. Amen. See, blaming others is going to keep you in the wilderness. It's going to keep you in the dark. It's going to keep you in ignorance. Your success then will just simply be a mirage out there in the wilderness, out there in the desert that you never attain. So quit playing the blame game. Verse 3, why has the Lord, now watch this. First they blame Moses in there, now watch this. Why has the Lord brought us to this? You ever ask the Lord that question? Lord, why are you allowing this? Where are you in all of this? You don't have to answer that if you don't want to, but I think that all of us somewhere along the way have said something along those words. Hmm? Why has the Lord brought us in, up to this land to fall by the sword? Now let me ask you a question. Did the Lord bring them there to fall by the sword? What did he bring them there? He brought them there to give them an inheritance. Hmm? 
that our wives and our children should become victims, would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Wow. You know, if you're going to be a Christian, as a Christian, you just need to learn to know and, and expect and accept this truth, that there will be resistance to receiving God's promises in your life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. There is going, you are fighting a worldly system, you're fighting the devil, and you're fighting this flesh. All, right, all these things are contrary to the ways of the Lord. So expect a fight, but expect a fight that is fixed, a fight that you win because he won it. Amen. So your heavenly father is fully aware of, of the trouble in your life. He's fully aware of the challenges that you're going to face, the difficulties. He knows those things are there. That's why he gave you promises to hold on to in moments like that, to help sustain you and pull you through and pull you out and pull you over. Amen. He made these promises, gave you these promises so that you would go after them and to possess them. Another reason, another barrier to success many times is also from harboring bitterness or resentment toward others. And that's not hurting anybody but you. It's not hurting anyone but you. Listen, there is nobody, nobody out there that does not deserve forgiveness. Everyone deserves forgiveness. Not because, not because uh, that they're a good person or not. No, no, no. Everyone deserves forgiveness because God chose to forgive us all. That's why we all deserve to be forgiven, and we also have an obligation, my family, to forgive others. Huh? How many of you are grateful that he forgave you of all your failures? Anybody here grateful for that? You grateful that he forgave you of all your sins? Huh? Amen. So Jesus taught us through the Apostle Paul that now for us to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. So you forgive not to get forgiveness. You forgive because you already have received forgiveness. Now under the law, that was a different deal. Even Jesus taught that under the law. If you don't forgive men their sins, neither will your heavenly Father forgive. I thank God that's not a reality anymore. See, on this side of the cross, now it's we forgive because we have been forgiven. Your New Testament reality is so much greater than what those guys had back then. Amen. But listen to me. Unforgiveness, harboring resentment, those kinds of things, it begins to work on your physical body and brings about chronic kind of illnesses Chronic pain. Let me tell you some of the things that are associated with chronic stress, which is brought on by harboring unforgiveness and resentment. Fatigue, back pain, upset stomach, headaches, heart disease, cancer, depression, autoimmune diseases, reproductive problems. You can see how this is very problematic. Hmm? Maybe you're here today and you've you're having some kind of struggle in the area of forgiveness or resentment towards someone for the sake of your own health and for the sake of your own well-being. Let it go. Be free. Forgive. Amen. Because otherwise, all you're doing is committing slow-motion suicide. Hmm? All right. 
I'm almost through. I know this isn't like shouting ground today or anything, but I hope it's encouraging you and helping you. Verse 4. So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. So they've (laughs) decided Moses and Aaron are not going to be the ones who lead them. Here they are and what they pose as a problem. And instead of seeing this land of promise, they see issues, problems. This next barrier that we see is we bog down in the details of the problem and lose our vision. We bog down in the details of the problem and lose our vision. You remember when Mary asked the angel, how can these things be? The angel makes this big announcement, you are going to have the Son of God. You're going to call his name Jesus. The government's going to be upon his shoulders, and he's going to rule with a kingdom that knows no end. And she said, how are these things going to be, seeing that I know not a man? You're talking to a virgin. She had an opportunity to get bogged down in the details, and this is what the angel said to her. You want details? Here's the details. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Maybe I should have Gabriel come up here and give us the line. Do you remember do you, our, our angel Gabriel? Where's the spotlight? Oh, there it is. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest. Of the highest will overshadow you. That's it. Did I do that? Yes, sir. Let's give him a big hand. Great job. Still... He still remembers it after all these days. <laughs> the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Did you hear that? And upon hearing that, Mary says, Be it unto me according to your word. What? Anybody else have any issues here? How's this going to happen, Lord? Well, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and the power of the highest is going to overshadow you. That's how it's going to happen. Oh, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) Details, please. (laughs) Talking about power and shadows. Listen, he's given you his promises, not for you to get bogged down into how it's going to happen, all the workings of it. He just wants you to believe him and to say, Be it unto me according to your word. And you know what Elizabeth said to her? I was just reading this. And she said, because you believed, you're going to see the fulfillment of the thing which was spoken to you. Because you believed. Turn to somebody and tell them, because you believe, you will see the fulfillment of God's promise in your life. Come on, turn to somebody else. Because you believe, you will see the fulfillment of God's promise in your life. Amen. Keep walking by faith. Keep your vision of faith before you. God knows every step in the process to your success. Amen. And that's where he's taking you. He's taking you to success. Amen. You know what? I'm going to stop right there today. I've got more to give you, but I'm going to stop right there. Amen. I want us to pray for just a moment. If you would, at this moment, please bow your heads and let's just pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you, Lord, for your word says when we delight ourselves in the word of God, we meditate on it day and night. Then 
you, we will make our way prosperous. And then we will have good success. Lord, all prosperity and all success is found in your promises. It's found in living by your word. Because it continues to go show us life. It shows us what life can be. It shows us the life that you came to bring us, God. Lord, help us not to get caught up with barriers that would try to come and keep us from living a life of success, living a life, God, of going from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith. Thank you right now, God. Today, if maybe you've been dealing with any of these barriers that we talked about, just say a prayer to the Lord right now and, and commit to Him. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get caught up in this stuff any longer. I'm letting things go that I need to let go. I'm not going to stand around. I'm not going to allow fear to stall me. I'm going to move forward in Jesus' name. I'm here to take what you came to give me. I believe your promise over my problems right now. And I will not get caught up in this stuff. God, give me the spirit of Joshua and Caleb to see the fruitfulness of your promise, to not see the problem of obtaining it. But, Father God, to go after and say, it is mine. God, you promised it to me. That means it's true, and I can have it, and I'll fight as long as it takes. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll say whatever I need to say. I'll go wherever I need to go to have that promise fulfilled in my life. Thank you, Father God, for being a very present help in time of need. Lord, you know what every need is here in this room, and you have an answer for every need. Lord, you know every problem here, you have a solution for every problem. Thank you, Lord, right now. Lord, I thank you for your, your, your wisdom. I thank you for grace. I thank you for insight, knowledge, understanding, clarity, healing, deliverance, salvation blessing in the name of Jesus thank you for the gospel that we are established continually in this gospel that Christ died for our sins he was buried and he rose again from the dead and upon that truth and upon that story everything every good thing has come into our life because of Jesus Christ because of the forgiveness that you brought to us, because we have been redeemed from the curse, redeemed by the blood. Thank you, Lord, for that. And anything is possible with our God. Anything is possible for those who believe our God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.